And I believe that every nonprofit, no matter what size, can and should leverage influencer marketing. Influencers come in all shapes and sizes. You may have influencers on your board or already participating as a donor or even just as a volunteer that you had no idea. Welcome back to What The Fundraising. I'm your host, Mallory Erickson, and this podcast is for impact leaders and change makers who are looking to fundamentally change the way they lead and fundraise. This episode is part of a very special series called The People Behind the Products. There is no sponsorship or industry money behind the production of this series, and the editorial content is at the sole discretion of the What The Fundraising team. But I wanted to give you a sense of the great people, ideas, and products that power the nonprofit sector. So let's dive in to meet today's guest. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with Nick Lynch. Nick, welcome to What the Fundraising. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Let's start with you just sharing a little bit about you and your work and what brings you to our conversation today. The quick background on me is I'm real quick, the co-founder CEO of Kaleidoscope. From a professional standpoint, I'm based here in LA. I've been spent almost 17 years of my life professionally, mostly focused in advertising technology. So building solutions for at the beginning, brands and advertisers to better target their audiences on digital and social media. To date myself a little bit, I'm an early MySpace guy. I was one of the early employees at MySpace. I watched it go up and I watched Facebook eat our lunch. That was awesome. Maybe for another time. That's like where most of my professional skill set comes from. But from a personal standpoint, cancer survivor, Make-A-Wish kid. I've been a part of the Make-A-Wish organization ever since they sent me to Disneyland when I was three. Very, very involved with the LA chapter here in Los Angeles. I helped them launch their Young Professionals Council. Not a young professional anymore, but I helped them launch that. And now I'm on their advisory council and help them and their board really figure out like what's next sort of past COVID. And at the beginning of 2020, when the world was shutting down and I saw that nonprofits really couldn't do in-person events anymore, that's kind of when sort of my spider senses kind of went off and I said, well, there's based on my professional background in the advertising space, I knew corporate partners, brands were spending billions of dollars in cause marketing and CSR and all the other fun acronyms that we use for impact. And they would definitely spend more directly with these mission-driven organizations, but they needed to start looking at it more of a marketing spend, like ROI, can I get some analytics on, did this lift my brand? Did I get more impressions, right? And so I knew that if I could provide some level of analytics that allowed what we call double ROI, see where the brand's return on investment went from a reach, awareness, engagement, maybe clicks to their website, as well as return on impact, what do those dollars actually do for the organization and report back to the corporate partner that I could get more dollars in the space. And then I also knew because I've been spending a lot of time in influencer marketing that if I could find vision and value aligned influencers to help amplify those corporate partnerships, that this could actually be a repeatable and scalable process. And that's what we did. We built some early tools to help align and match nonprofits, corporate partners, and influencers where, where that vision and value alignment happened and facilitated campaigns, measured them, did a lot of reporting. And it was fun and really successful at the beginning of COVID. And if you fast forward now, almost four years of doing this really fun and amazing work is people kind of jokingly call us the Deloitte of social good. It sort of helps contextualize because we really sit on this interesting intersection of marketing, media, and measurement when it comes to impact and really bridge the gap between corporate partners and nonprofits and the amazing work that they do. 
Okay, there's so many things I want to talk to you about because one of the things I am so excited about in terms of what you do, which I focus a lot on inside my program Power Partners, is around that like alignment of incentives. And I love the way that you just talked about that. You know, I talk about everything sort of being win-win. And I feel like when I was first taught to fundraise, there was this real dynamic that I was taught, which is like, you don't have money, they have money. And so you're just positioning yourself that you just need them to give you some of their money. And that's a very ineffective way to fundraise. And once I finally realized how to actually build mutually beneficial win-win partnerships, it was game-changing for me. And not just in terms of the money I brought in, it did help me scale an organization from a million to 3.8 actually pretty quickly through corporate partnerships. But what it did was also really change how I felt as a fundraiser, because I started to see the value that my organization had to these entities. And I love, so then there's this like three prong approach. So there's the nonprofit, there's the influencer, and there's the brand, and they're all coming together sort of around both this mission and vision alignment, but then also understanding that each element has assets that are valuable to the other. That's what sort of creates this like synergistic relationship between in all three entities. Is that right? Totally nailed it. What you just described, I mean, we all kind of gone through this cycle is that unfortunately, the nonprofit space ultimately has always been asked to do way, way, way more with way, way less and sort of the, created this like scarcity mindset where like, I just have to figure out how to make things work. And when you take a step back and come at it from an abundance standpoint that, hey, we actually are doing amazing things. People want to be a part of what we're doing. They want to be aligned with our community. And we actually have real value, not just to the people that we support in our mission, but corporate partners, they actually need us. They need us to be a part of what they're doing, not only because they want to be good corporate citizens, but consumers are also demanding it. Like we have the leverage. I always tell everybody it's kind of a crazy time macroeconomically and sort of all these other things that are happening, but there's never been a better time to be a mission-driven organization. We're in high demand. People want to be aligned with that. So you're right. As soon as you start to shift that a little bit and realize like that's where you're coming from is we have all this value. This is how we're going to work together to accelerate it or amplify it. That's when a lot of really great things happen. Yes. Yes. They are looking for you, but they are not looking to be a table tent at your next gala. And so knowing how to be able to speak their language, understand what they're looking for and translate all of that is so important. I'm curious, you know, before we clicked record, we were talking a little bit about the funny phenomenon that probably every nonprofit can identify with, which is like having a board meeting and having your board members say, oh, well, just like reach out to Leonardo DiCaprio. Like he loves the environment. He'll help us with this. And I can imagine the smiles and also head nods that are happening with nonprofits who are listening to this right now. But there's this disconnect, I think, between those types of conversations around engaging brands or just reach out to Pepsi, reach out to Coke. There's like a lot of kind of like flippant conversations about partnership in that way, but then not a lot of adoption around building partnerships like this. What do you think are some of the barriers there? How do you guys help? nonprofits really understand the value of like, actually what was said in that board meeting is kind of possible, not like that, but like this. I'll frame it in the lens of when we reach out to influencers, because we reach out to influencers all the time. And it's not always on a paid basis. We ask for donated favors all the time or donated posts. But what I found the case to be is that it's super important when you're thinking about a partnership strategy or reaching out to whoever you want to be a part of what you're doing is to be really clear about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, 
why you think they would be a good partner for you specifically. And what is the ask? How do you see them fitting in? And ultimately, what does that yield for you? If you frame the conversation when you view partnerships through those sort of steps, it makes it very, very clear internally to set those expectations of, okay, we've thought through this process. We thought through exactly what success looks like. And then when you have the conversations with your partner, whether it be a corporate partner, an influencer partner, a community partner, anybody that you want a partnership with, it's very, very clear that you have made a thoughtful decision about why you're reaching out to them. You've made a very thoughtful decision and have a process around what you expect from them. And then you've also really thought about what the one plus one equals sort of three together as a partnership will will include. I've found that process to be in any partnership conversation I have a winning one because ultimately, and you know this, and we all see this, these partners are getting hit up thousands of times a week, a month, a year, right? And they're all, all of those, most of those, majority of those outreaches are, hey, will you help me? No specificity of who, what, where, when, why, like all of these types of things. And so just doing that extra little bit of work to be very thoughtful about that approach, you are already significantly ahead of every other request that is coming in. So I found like that simple things really help contextualize and frame a potential partnership conversation in a much more positive way than a flippant way of, hey, let's just reach out and see what happens. Yes, nonprofits, I hope you just understand you got like a five minute little masterclass in corporate outreach right there because it's so true what you just said. And part of, I talk a lot about fundraising discomfort, right? And a lot of the stigma around money. And I grew up in the nonprofit sector. And so I understand the scarcity mindset and the fear of bringing up money and all those things. And so I think it's a lot of that stuff that holds us back from like starting with transparency, which is what you're talking about. And so I think it's not even just that they're being sort of mass sending these emails. It's more that they feel uncomfortable talking about money right away because that feels cringy and, oh, but we have to build a relationship first. And I think what you and I both know is like, yes, a relationship is before a check, but giving the context around why you want to build that relationship in really concrete and transparent ways is really important to do up front. And so that level of saying like, hey, like we see you investing in X, it's clear to us you care about Y. Over here, we're doing something that really aligns with that around blank. Is there an opportunity for us to have a deeper conversation about what it would look like to work together? It's like, oh my God. And it's just, you've done the alignment work for them instead of them having to go to your website and do a bunch of guesswork around like, well, maybe we fit in here. Maybe it's like you have spelled it out for them, which I love. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly it. I mean, we are very meticulous on from the influencer perspective around creating campaign briefs. Like that seems like sometimes arduous. And sometimes if you think about it, like I just want somebody to promote this. That's simple. But if you follow that framework, which you just outlined really, really nicely of, of aligning what you want to do and why you want them to be a part of it and what that output looks like, you completely remove all the barriers most of them, of them saying yes or no. It's like, you've already put yourself in their position, know exactly how they operate. And ultimately you're spoon feeding them a very easy opportunity that completely aligns with what they're looking for because you've done just an extra little bit of amount of work, right? It's not that ton more, but just a little bit extra. 
Absolutely. And you're right. They're getting like, I remember somebody recently told me they get over a hundred cold outreach messages a day for partnership. So to make yourself stand out is just so important. What do you feel like nonprofits, like when they're in the process of starting to build or think through these partnerships, what are some other things that are really helpful in making sure that they have a successful campaign with this kind of three-prong approach? Yeah, we always start at identifying what it is that the goal of the partnership is. And we usually fit the goals into three buckets. Like, is this partnership going to drive awareness about a particular initiative or a particular program, or just generally about your nonprofit, right? Is that is the goal awareness? If it's not awareness, is it engagement? Are you trying to solicit volunteers to be a part of it? Do you want people to share a particular document? Do you want people to like stuff on your Instagram or Facebook or TikTok account, right? What is the engagement piece? And are you trying to get more engagement? Or the third one, which is, are you trying to create some type of action? Do you want people to donate? Do you want people to sign a petition? Do you want people to attend an event? What is it that you want the action to be? And if you can sort of set that out front of this is the particular goal, it's either an awareness goal, an engagement goal, or an action goal, that sets you up way better because then you can start aligning tactical pieces to whatever those goals are. And I don't necessarily say that it can be, it's exclusive, but you really want to focus on one. There will be organic byproducts. Like if you do an awareness campaign, yeah, people are going to ultimately engage and maybe people actually will donate at the end. But if you align it with just one, you can be really focused and prioritize specific tactics and specific partnerships that will yield the best outcome for that particular goal that you set. Yeah, and it probably also forces everybody to be really clear about their incentives from the get-go, because I can imagine maybe you want to say, oh, we just want you to share this post, but like what you really want is for them to raise money for that campaign. And so not being clear about that can lead to a lot of other complications down the line. And allowing the brand and the influencer to make the conscious choice that like, yeah, we're here for an engagement opportunity, but we're not here for a direct solicitation opportunity and just making sure everybody's on the same page about that. So you mentioned your involvement with Make-A-Wish and your story is so inspiring and your involvement there. For the small to mid-sized nonprofit who are listening to this, who are like, we don't have a big enough reach or we don't feel like we're ready yet to do a partnership like this with a big brand or an influencer, what would you say to them? And how do you all work with different scaled organizations to make these partnerships happen? This is like the number one question that I hear all the time. Like when I'll go through my spiel, maybe I'll do a webinar, maybe somebody will hear something else or they'll reach out and go, this all sounds great. If I was like a multi-million dollar nonprofit with like 10 to 12 resource staff and we could do these types of things, but like I'm a one or two person shop and I don't have the type of revenue that you're talking about. So how in the heck would I even go about this? So we actually just created a nonprofit influencer marketing for nonprofit course that outlines all of these things. But the four ways that you can leverage influencer marketing are fairly straightforward. And I believe that every nonprofit, no matter what size, can and should leverage influencer marketing. Influencers come in all shapes and sizes. You may have influencers on your board or already participating as a donor or even just as a volunteer that you had no idea. So the first thing I always say is like, ask for a donated post and look internally. Like there could be make a call out to your existing donors, to your existing supporters, volunteers and say, hey, we're about to test this really cool ambassador program where we're doing X, Y, and Z. We're looking to do these types of things and we're hoping that this happens. Do you know anybody? Are you one of those people we'd love to collaborate? And you can just ask for a donated post and that could be to people internally in your community 
or you may see some influencers, again, of any size, 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, whatever the case may be, go through the process of being really specific about why you want them to partner with you and what that will do for you and reach out and ask for a donated post. I will tell you right now that I have seen more yeses asking for a donated post than no's when you are very, very specific about exactly what you want. Now, not obviously, now you're not asking for like hundreds of posts and all these other things, but if you ask for one post because they are this type of partner that would do these types of things for you and we think that together we can do Z, nine times out of 10, you will get a yes. So the second way to sort of come through about this is a lot of the time nonprofits, big and big or small, maybe they have some merch, maybe they have a shirt or a hat, or maybe they have a corporate partner that has, you know, can, has been able to donate things. Maybe there's some in-kind stuff. You can trade, trade stuff with influencers. Influencers love trading stuff all the time. It's a hat, it's a shirt, they'll wear it, they'll promote whatever the event is. Maybe it's a corporate partner and you can give them a week's worth of food or maybe it's a hotel stay, whatever. Like you can trade some in-kind donations or even some of the stuff that you have in-house to get a post or to get some type of shout out from an influencer. So those are like, those are free. The third one is you may have a corporate partner that wants to do a campaign and would subsidize 100% of a campaign together, 50% of the campaign, whatever the case may be. Maybe there's a roundup campaign where a local retailer will round up the cost of his purchase for a certain part of time of the month or a certain day that they're going to do it or whatever the case may be with a corporate partner, the corporate partner may fund that campaign with an influencer to, to promote that event through with their store or with their partners. So that's three ways that you still haven't paid any money, maybe a little bit if they want to subsidize all of it. And then the fourth thing, if you do have to ultimately come up with a budget and pay, you also can pull the nonprofit card. We're reaching out because we know that you follow or you've talked about these things in the past. We are a nonprofit. Would you be open to some type of negotiated nonprofit right to work together? And depending on the size and the person, most likely they will reduce their cost to align with some type of budget. So it's like three that are free, one that's kind of not free, but it doesn't, one or all of those types of tactics can work in conjunction with your outreach or your partnership. And you don't have to spend a bunch of money. It's ultimately just making sure you take the time. Like we've said, I feel like it can't be said enough. It's like, take the time to really think about that partnership and why you are choosing them and how they will impact what you're doing collaboratively. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of questions about how I got certain people on the podcast, like particularly Seth Godin, but there've been others too, where people are like, how'd you do it? And I was like, I asked them really specifically and why exactly I thought they were the right fit and why I thought they would care about what this show is about. And I get plenty of no's too, or I get plenty of non-responses really and some no's and that's okay. But I think it doesn't make me spend. And I think this is important for nonprofits to recognize too. Like just because I get some no's or no responses doesn't mean I spend less time on the next outreach, right? I'm not like, oh, like so many people aren't responding. So like, I'm gonna make this generic because like it's taking so much of my time, right? It's like everyone is still directed specifically at that person. So yeah, I think the advice you're giving around all this is so great. And I love hearing those opportunities for smaller nonprofits because I got sponsorship for my podcast before I had done a single episode and I had no list. And so it's like, yeah, we think we need or will be ready when, which a lot of that is just limiting beliefs and fear. And so I think giving people clear action steps is really awesome. What's another like myth about influencer marketing or brand partnerships that you want to sort of bust for the sector? That they have to be big. And I feel like that happens a lot with influencer marketing. Even with corporate partnerships, they don't have to be big and they don't have to be 
big monetarily either. There are so many facets to a partnership that, which again, is like why it's so important to think about the goals up front because a corporate partner, let's say you find a corporate partner that massively aligns with your vision and your values. They're like, they're awesome. Like everything they do and say organically just feels right, but they don't want to write a check. However, because of who they are and who their customers are, they can activate their customers to do anything. Simultician, volunteer, maybe even donate, right? So there's so many facets to a partnership that maybe right off the bat may not look huge, but don't discount it because ultimately, as long as they are vision and value aligned and they fall within the goals that you've established up front, then they're a great partner, but they don't have to be huge. I have seen some of the highest performing influencers be professionals on a board posting to LinkedIn with a hundred followers or a hundred, like hundred connections. Some of those campaigns and having like creating content for those board members to share on LinkedIn, we call them influencers because they have influence in their communities that they're in. And man, when you look at the conversion rate in terms of like how many impressions to how many clicks and then how many donations are actually generated by the unique URL that we give them, it's not even close when we look at some of the larger influencer campaigns that we've done before. I mean, it's not even close. Like these people, that small following can be activated at a high rate, a high value. So don't discount something because it's not big enough or it's too small. Take a step back, think about the goals and how they align, and then start to make that determination and prioritize it based on that. Okay, amazing. I want you to tell everyone where they can go to learn more about Kaleidoscope and connect with you all if they're interested in having support around this. I also just want to highlight that you guys have some great resources on your website for playbooks. So if folks are listening to this and they're like, okay, this sounds exciting and I need to talk to my board about it. I need to talk to my boss about it. Checking out some of those, like the social media playbook, the uh, influencer marketing playbook are on your site, but tell them where else they should go and how they should connect with all of you. For sure. Yeah. Kaleidoscope.io is going to have everything on there. C-O-L-L-I-D-E, scope, C-O-P-E.io. That is going to be the best resource. There's a ton of free stuff on there. We love just giving free stuff away. I don't know if it's a good business model, but we, we just love giving free stuff away because we just think that we should create value up front. We did just launch an influencer marketing for nonprofits course. Our goal this year is to educate 20,000 nonprofit professionals on influencer marketing. We break down everything and we're going to be giving away 10,000 of those courses. So buy one, give one. That's the goal. Pretty ambitious, but we're open to do that. So a lot of information on the website and you can always reach out to Nick at kaleidoscope.io. I love talking about this stuff. So I'm open. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, for your wisdom. I'm so grateful. And I love, I love what you all are up to. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and I'm, I'm looking forward to working more with you. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this special episode of the people behind the products for additional takeaways and tips inside this episode, head on over to malloryerickson.com backslash podcast to grab the full show notes and resources. Now you'll also find more information there about our amazing guest. Thank you for spending this time with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would give it a rating and review and share it with a friend. I'm so grateful for all of my listeners and the good hard work you're doing to make our world a better place. And if you miss me between episodes, stop by and say hello on Instagram under what the fundraising underscore. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow for another episode of the people behind the products. Hey. 
Hey you, I hope you're loving all the free value you're getting right now from our guest. And speaking of free value, I've raised millions in the nonprofit space without sacrificing my integrity or my alignment. And I'm sharing how I did it in my free webinar, how to harness the power of prioritization to raise more without burning out. Go to MalloryErickson.com backslash workshop to register for the free training right now. I cannot wait to see you there.